And welcome to episode 168 of Relics of Ore. I am your host, Grybok, and joining me this evening are two of my usual co-hosts, Evie and Spirit, as well as returning guest co-host, Optimus Maleficus. How are you doing this evening, Opt? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. And uh, how are you doing, Spirit? Awesome, actually. It's yeah. just a lovely day. And the summer weather has actually decided to show up. Wait, so, Even oh, though that's right. you know what, you know what, <laughs> I'm really upset because it's still warmer in Wisconsin right now in the beginning of November than it is here in New Zealand. I'm just throwing that out there. Irony. It's pretty cold here, but probably not as cold as there. Or I don't know. I don't know. It feels cold though. How are you doing, Evie? I apparently suck at military time. <laughs> so yeah, I was a little bit late. I don't, about that. Was that military time, or was it just that your I'm clock was to, military time? I'm trying to uh, adjust to military time. Gotcha. Okay. I, I, I can't do it. Subtracting 12 is just too hard. I just <laughs> subtract 2, and then if it seems like a ridiculous answer, then I take off 10. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. Um, it's maybe, 20! T- wait. No. <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> So yeah, uh, we've got a pretty lot of stuff to talk about. Um, Mostly, we're still just talking about the expansion and not actually anything new, because there hasn't really been any new patches, so we're still just sort of working our way through our long uh, pre-expansion list of stuff to talk about that we we set out. Um, So it looks like the first thing on our list is Fractals, which has come up in the community... Uh, somewhat, and you know the. Let's see. So is is this where it, I haven't done fractals in a long time, or rather, I did them recently, but it had been a long time. Was Hots when the one fractal island per run became official? Because I know that we knew about it beforehand. Yes. Yeah, that's when they shipped it. Okay, so I know at least a couple of you guys are big fractalers. Why don't? Why doesn't opt? Uh start the conversation about it since you are our special guest friend sure so um so i kind of wanted to, like i can say on reddit particularly like a lot of the top posts each day have been like there's this problem with fractals there's that problem with fractals arena net you need to fix this thing yesterday um i kind of want to take a counterpoint to that like i actually want to talk about like a bunch of like like there are there are problems sure and arena net has acknowledged that but uh, i think there are a bunch of things that fractals do right and like that, like the this first thing you mentioned, the one island per level thing, like that is by far like my favorite thing they changed about fractals. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it it definitely makes it a lot more. I mean, even knowing that, you know, the other day you invited me to do a couple fractals, and I was like, ah, I guess. And then we finished it. I'm like, oh wait, that's right, I'm done already. No, that yeah, okay, yeah, sure, why not? Um, like it's. And it's- it's a particularly interesting because even with all the issues with fractals, they've seen an increase with how much they're actually being played by like the general player base. And part of that is because it's not as much of a time commitment now. Oh, hey, in a related vein, can I make a plea to the general player base? And if you're new to fractals, in the LFG, there's a handy dandy fractal section that tells you what uh, 
scale people are looking for, don't post it in the open world LFG. It's holy crap. That thing is just like 50% clogged with fractal listings. Yeah, it's like Spamadan all over again. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah, like people are saying they need to clean up the open world LFG, but people need to also, uh, you know, like categorize their uh, listings appropriately because it's like 50% fractals, 25% cough path one mastery farm, and like 10% silver wastes, and then the Maguma stuff, which, you know, in its own right might be a little bit uh, off, but holy crap, it is, it is it's so hard to find what you're looking for in the open world LFG right now. I'm sorry, that was a tangent, but... Yeah, and imagine all the people that don't know about, like, fractal difficulty scales, and they see all these LFGs that are just, like, numbers, like, 21 and 30, and they have no idea what that yeah. means. Has the LFG tool been updated to reflect the new, like, tiering at all, or are they still in multiples of 10? Um, it is in, I believe it's in, the way, the way that they're breaking it up now, it's like 1 to 20, mm-hmm. 21 to 50, and then I want to say 51 to 75, and 76 to 100. Okay, and that's in the LFG tool? Yeah. yeah. Okay, and that corresponds to the, like, reward tiers, is that correct? Yeah. Reward tiers after 50 don't change. Right, okay. Yeah, for, for, yeah, for daily achievement purposes, 51 to 100 is one daily, which is controversial. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. How? Do, well, I mean, I guess as a fractaler, how do you feel about that? Like, fair fair notice to any listeners, I don't know really jack squat about current day fractals, so mostly this is going to be passing questions off to Spirit and Opt. Yeah, so so I, would, I would say that philosophically, like, it would be, like, so this is an improvement over where it used to be, like, where, because before Heart of Thornship, there simply was not, like, a daily fractal achievement for the 41 through 50 tier. And I personally, I thought that was very frustrating because I thought it out, outright discouraged playing fractals at the highest difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, going to give you some silence to edit out while I think of my next thing. <laughs> uh, well, I'll talk about it. I um, I'm not entirely sure yet. Like, I just haven't done enough of the high level fractals. I've been doing a lot of low level ones to get our our guildmates up because a, a lot of people are in and going, oh yeah, it's really easy to progress now. So we're so we've been doing a lot of lower level ones. Um, I have made it up to 56, so I've done a few higher level ones. Um, but just from reading and from my own perspective, it bothers me that, um, especially as easy as 50 is, it's on the same tier as like level 100 um, when they're vastly different. And uh, I'm trying to think how to phrase this. Part of the part of it is. Um, the way the new dailies work, because at least before, like, if you had done, you know, you'd done the four islands, you got your chest. Um, and then you could do that for several tiers. But now with the dailies, um, you still have to do as many islands, or almost as many. You have to do three islands to get the daily above 50 anyway. So you can be doing... Like, if you're plugging away at it one at a time, you're not getting the stuff that you should be getting out of the daily anyway. Or, like, that you, like, yeah. It's just a weird situation, because you have to run three of them to get a reward above 50, other other than just, like, the end chest, which has, you know, a couple infusions. And no keys in the chest, it's just, like, the encryption box. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know how I feel about that, especially because, and this this is the biggest thing for me, um, with the new fractals is that ascended gear just isn't dropping. Um, like King has come out with their 
their preliminary spreadsheet and they do very well at, at keeping track of all the drops they get. And right now with about 800 fractal chests above, uh, I think it's 20, I don't remember, with about 800 fractal chests, they're saying that the ascended gear drop rate is about like 2 or 3%, which is just like... Very, even if it's, very difficult to understand. Yeah, even if it's in some way mathematically better than it was before, um, it's still really discouraging to me because we used to see, like, you know, we would go through it and it was hard and it took a little bit of time, whatever, but at the end, you know, um, probably at least one of my, my group mates got an Ascended piece, um, probably another one got a Fractal weapon, and then on top of that, you know, we got a few rings, and, you know, on some days we got lucky and a few people got them or whatever. Like, yeah, Those it was just easier just to die. see. Yeah, it, it was easier to see the rewards before, and that's that's another big gripe of mine, is not that it's not rewarding, because I think we are actually making more money than before, but the first few times I ran Fractals after the patch, I just left all my loot in my inventory, and I, got, I don't even... I don't even know what this is. Like, I think I made money, but I don't know because, like, it doesn't just show up in a chest anymore. <laughs> I feel like I am the new player experience right now. I'm the people that, like, everyone made fun of. That they don't understand how to do it, but it just, like, I have to use this key to open this box, and then I have to sell this trash item, and then I can sell my leftover boxes, and then maybe at that point, if I RNG'd okay, um, I have gotten more than a gold. Like, it just is a really confusing scheme to me. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely how, how I felt about it, having just done a couple before this podcast to sort of refamiliarize myself with it. There was a lot of like, wait, what's this thing? And like, I don't even know what, how do I open it? Like, where do I get this key from? Do I get these keys randomly? Like, oh, I can sell them? Maybe I should just sell them. I feel like I'm going to get more chests than I'm going to get keys, I guess. And then like, I got a... I got an Ascended item I'd never heard of, and I was like, so I hear everybody's really mad about Ascended salvaging. If, should I salvage this? Because I'm not going to use it, and it's a ring, or... You know, it was like, oh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of... If uh, if you weren't an ardent fractal follower, if you were, if you will, and like hadn't been like super Even following. if you were, the whole chest oh, yeah. and key thing was literally dropped the day the expansion came out. Like, we had no idea that was going to happen. Yeah, that's all new. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yes. uh, just just quickly to tie a bow on the like on the on the dailies thing and the like fifty one to one hundred being being one tier. Mm-hmm. Functionally, I think it's like for now, I think it's okay. Like maybe we'll talk about this more later. But I think the 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 higher level scaling is not fun yet um, because they're because one of the things like those Reddit posts I mentioned earlier. One of the things I think they got right is there's um, there's toughness scaling. So not in addition to health scaling. So not only do do you have to hit the enemies more, but your hits don't do as much damage. Yeah. So which which seems kind of which obviously is going to just make fights take longer for the sake of fights taking. It doesn't longer. make them more difficult. It just makes them longer because the bosses are just if there were bullets in the game, which for some people there are, they're bullet sponges. Yeah. 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 It's it's just the health sponge problem all over again. But the, on the plus side, like I think the scaling, like at scale fifty and below, where which is where most of the dailies are focused, is actually quite mm-hmm. good. Yep. So I think so I think that in the meantime, if uh, like as somebody that likes pra- playing fractals, I'm just going to focus on the lower half of the scale, and I'll, I'll have a great time. Yeah, and I think I think definitely some of what coming at it from more of like the casual perspective, or perhaps the 
uh, more average Reddit mentality, I think there's definitely a lot of frustration still over the dungeon changes and like the fact that they talked about moving the rewards to fractals and raids. And since we don't have raids yet, all they can look at is fractals and then just like sort of look at that. And then it's sort of easy to like focus on the things that make you frustrated about it. Like say not getting rewarded for now less, like even worse scaling. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. if you look at it from that perspective and you say, well, well now the hardest fractal is like super extra unfun and also rewards me just as much as you know a 51 fractal and i'm you know if like if you look at it from that perspective i can definitely see why like some people are frustrated about it but i think you know i i think that there's a lot of good here as well like you like you said and um yeah i i think once raids come out and they have a little bit more a little bit more time to perhaps rebalance some of the scaling numbers or mechanics and you know maybe in fact you know maybe also implement a higher reward tier but I, yeah, I I think there's been a lot of positive changes just in the baseline do a fractal in a day experience for sure. Like, yeah, and as far as rewards go above fifty, I have a feeling that this is either going to go one of two ways. One, they fix the reward system, and then all of the complaints about health sponges and the way it scales past fifty will just be voiced three times more than they already are or that'll be fixed first and then they'll never touch rewards until they completely revamp with fractal rewards completely but part of the part of the problem that like with uh, the way fractals have been supported in practice is they really like the whole idea of it is that it lends itself to like small incremental updates like you know we, that we would get ideally like a new fractal here a new fractal there maybe we'd get back some of the stuff from living world season one mm-hmm. um but they haven't done that like this is the, like this, the heart of thorns was the first uh um addition to fractals in almost two years so it's and it was second like he, like huge update that just brought like a ton of new stuff so like if they're gonna if they're gonna keep doing these like huge like huge updates like I don't know like if that if that's gonna work. Do you want to know the three words that would just make Reddit's head <clears throat> Reddit's head collectively implode? Was that super adventure fractal? Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I just thought of that. Like, but probably you talking about having not been touched in a couple of years just instantly made me think of Super Adventure <laughs> Box. But uh, no, I I don't want to actually bring that up as a real discussion point. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's um, yeah, I I I I agree with that. That's a that's also true. You know, um. Do you want to talk a little bit about instabilities? Uh, I. <laughs> yep. Um, anybody? Anybody want to lead off that discussion? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. I can uh, take the take the counterpoint here because uh, I think I know what EV stand the stand is. Um. So uh, I, I what, I'll, what I'll definitely start off with admitting like the like the new instabilities definitely give a bad first impression. Like I think the first, the first two that you encounter, like in the forties, if you dodge roll, you lose all your boons. Like what? the thirties, thirties, right. Mm-hmm. And like, like obviously I'm talking, I'm talking to two thief mains here. So that's <laughs> like, if you, uh, if you want, you either have to lose all your boons by dodging or that you're just dead on the floor the whole or time. Or you can't do your actual rotation because yep. it includes a dodge. 
and it's just uh, uh, whoever thought that up I want to punch them through a baby (laughs) (laughs) Jesus not just punch a baby I want to punch the baby like go through it and then punch them wow man I am glad you got up out of bed to get on this episode um (laughs) I, I mean, you know, I was just a filthy, casual necromancer reaper, and I just said, fine, I won't dodge. I'll just stand here and punch you in <laughs> yep. the face. With my full Zerker gear. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but yes, anyway. so, so I think I, I do think that, like, punishing a fundamental mechanic of the game like that, like dodging, is silly. And, it don't, and again, it, it's, it removes your might, it removes your fury, so it reduces your damage, just makes the fracture run take longer. So it's kind of the same problem as the toughness scaling and the health sponge issue. Mm-hmm. And- yeah, that's... Honestly, I, I don't mind that instability. Um, I think it's, uh, you know, allowing a, a mechanic, but punishing it. It's not like they, they stop you from dodging at all. It's not like you have no endurance, but mm-hmm. you just have and to be more careful about it. doesn't prevent you from having boons either. Correct. Yeah. Um, so I just I just think that that in conjunction with the fact that um, the toughness scaling and stuff is getting worse and things are just taking longer to complete, that's that's the unfun aspect of it. Not that um, either one is bad, but used in conjunction, it's just a slog. But also the fact, like Op said, it's it is the is it the first one that you do? Because like yeah, that's kind it's of a, the, it's the first one. That's kind of an annoying introduction. Uh, like I don't. I don't know that I'm, or I guess I should say, if done right, I don't have a problem with things like punishing dodges as a challenge mode mechanic, but I would, but it's more like I'm more okay with it in a case like, say, Liadri or like one of those types of things where it's like meant to be a super special challenge extra on top of, you know, gambit instability, whatever catchphrase word you want to use. Um, but to to have it be like sort of the general extensible dungeon content in air quotes and <laughs> have that be the first one that you do is is a little a little irksome. And then the the, se- the second one is much better. Um, this and for the next one, uh, enemies gain random boons when you crit them. So so after a couple of seconds, uh, the entire trash pack or boss or whatever you're fighting is going to have. 25 might, fury, 25 stability. Might be the first time you've ever seen 25 stability. Protection, regen, retaliation. So your, your Ellie's going to be... Uh, if you have an Ellie in the party, they're going to be killing themselves to retaliation. Um, all, your, all your Zerkers are going to have their damage reduced because of protection. And, um, if, and even if you're a Reaper like me, and you have tons of uh, boon stripping, you are not going to be able to remove those boons because they just reappear immediately. Yeah, I was going to say something, I don't have a problem in general with encouraging uh, boon stripping because it's something that relatively few classes have. But, but it needs to be manageable. Yeah, at that level it's not manageable, exactly. Yeah, like they, it's, like the, it's like the old defiance system in open world PvE. Like, okay, I CC'd you once and now you have 100 stacks of I'm not moving anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, using Sword Dagger in, the, in that particular level is kind of interesting. Because because you steal boons. Oh, steal boons. Oh, okay. I was gonna say ah. I, I knew it had something like that, but I couldn't quite remember. I I foresee someone for the boops and giggles running that level of fractal with five thieves with sword daggers, just as an experiment. Just because. And give me a call. That that'd be a fun gimmick build. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. I mean, 
like I said, I feel like some of these are not inherently distasteful, but they would be a lot better suited in things like the solo challenge modes or things like that rather than a... It would be much better if it was a chance to get a boon when they are crit. Well, sure. Or, or, or specific boons. Certain boons, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or diff- like One thing, uh, this kind of ties into something that I, I wanted to talk about also is... Um, it might be nice if like specific enemies could get specific kind of boons so there was some mm. kind of strategy to okay we don't want to attack this guy he's just going to get protection we're going to focus our fire on this guy who gets might and then we can burst him down um so he'll mm. hit harder but also um he's not as tanky as this other one um i don't know how well it would work on that one in particular but i think just in general having some some more variety to the way things are applied um specifically the toughness because again like when you get up into the higher scales the toughness on the mobs is intense which um really discourages power build really discourages some professions yeah Mm -hmm. i guess yeah in general so i'd like to see um scaling affect different mobs differently like so you want to like, you want to build a balanced party, right? Like, you don't want everyone in your party to switch over to Sinister, because that's no, be- no better than a Berserker meta. And it's just annoying, because you've gotten all the way up through Fractals with your Berserker build, because that's what you've been running for 1 to 50, because that's what has worked all this time, and all of a sudden now, you're being punished for this build that you've run all this time. So I just... It's not and- that you've just been running it, it's that it's the most effective way, and then it just suddenly switches. Well... Yeah, that too, but also that you've invested all this like money into the into mm-hmm. building this gear, and you don't want to have to like. This is one of the things we talked about them having to be very careful about, um, because you risk alienating all these players who have put literally thousands, like hundreds, maybe thousands of gold into their armor. Thought um, you were gonna say hours to build this stuff and, and hours. Yeah, too. absolutely no. I meant to say yeah, I meant to say both, but like the time and money you have invested, um should not go to waste because they want to make it harder, quote-unquote, because just making them not die is not harder. I mean, it is, but for the wrong reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. With that said, Last Laugh is actually kind of funny. Yes. And I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. That, that So that's the only one that was reprised from the original set of instabilities, and it, it definitely, it was it was in my top three. Like uh, the, two, the, the two that I like, other that the other two that I like that didn't come back were the random moss man attacks mm. and the random lightning strikes. Yeah, those were, <laughs> I thought those were the, funny. the lightning strikes. We had the lightning strikes on a harpy fractal once, and ever oh my since God. I, uh, uh. I'm not such a huge fan of the lightning strikes. But I, uh, that, in general, that's, that's that's why I like it because it gets those reactions <laughs> from people on Teamspeak. Yeah, I mean. I miss kind of when, like, I wish they kind of went in groups of five or something so there were more variety in them, and you're not stuck at one that you didn't like for ten levels. Like, you could just, yeah. I don't think, some people, I think you put this in the show notes after, someone put it somewhere that, like, is is fractals, or is, uh, our instability is a failed concept, and I don't, I don't agree with that at all. Like, I think they have had good ones. And I'm not sure the reasons they chose the ones they did, because I think they are tremendously, or, you know, at least the ones that I've experienced so far are tremendously unfun. I kind of wish they had chosen some different it's ones. It's just been implemented very poorly. Yeah. Yeah, I had, I had, I did have that in there as like a rhetorical, rhetorical question to drive discussion, but then I thought better of it and took it out. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whatever. Don't worry, I got you covered. <laughs> 
But uh, but actually, like you can't hide it from us. <laughs> nope. Uh, but the, I, I actually think some of the later instabilities are good. Like for instance, um, random conditions when you get hit, mm. which uh, which is kind of like you can counter it by sliding some condition removal and not getting hit in the first place. And if you do get hit, sometimes yeah. it really hurts. Like you can get like you can get feared, or you can get five stack of confusion on you, which hurts quite a bit. I also like uh, boon thieving and social awkwardness. Those yep. are also very good instabilities. It's just, you don't see social awkwardness until 91, and I honestly think that that should have been the first one. I don't know, man. As a video gamer, I see social awkwardness all over the place. <laughs> I, I, I set you up, so I know. you're welcome. Yeah. No, I had to follow up that. Oh, I wanted to say, like, uh, kind of relating to this, it's just something I've noticed in general while playing. Um, another thing we talked about a lot before, and this is kind of tangenting, so if you want to say something else about fractals, I can stop. But um, having played now in the jungle quite a bit, and kind of read up on all the masteries and you know plotted out what I want in the near future, um, I have to say that they did really well in implementing the masteries in a way that is um, fun to get. Because like we talked about uh, they can't just make enemies invulnerable until you have a certain mastery, right? Because that's completely unfun. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I was thinking about the chalk and how they dealt with those. Um, so if you haven't fought them, the chalk have this nasty goop attack, which stacks on you if you are hit by them. And then on top of that, you take a lot more damage if they hit you with an electricity, and then the damage is, like, stacked by how many stacks of goop you have on you. So there's there's basically two ways to avoid it. You stop getting goop on you, and then you also can avoid the electricity attack. But if you have the mastery, then it reduces the damage from the electricity attack while you have goop on you. I just... I Like, once I figured that out, I thought it was a really clever way of doing that, compared to like all the things we thought of that we were... Oh, all these uh, awful possibilities they could have come up with, and I just wanted to say kudos to them for implementing it in that way, because I thought that was quite clever. It's still absolutely manageable without any masteries. Uh, yeah, on that front, bringing it slightly back to Fractals, I was a little bit... I feel like I'm right in, like, this... Uh, I, I'm, I'm now losing the term. The, the term that's coming to mind is totally wrong, but like sort of this uncanny valley of type of player for fractals. Like, I'm not the complete noob, but I'm also definitely not like hardcore at it. And so I like I was trying to gear back up to like do some of these higher level fractals because I have some agony resist gear on like a couple different characters, and it was just like so. How do I do this? Uh, you need fractal relics. Okay. Uh, I have some of those. Oh, and you know, and then opposite. Oh, well, you can, you know, transfer your like transfer your agony resist from one piece of gear to another. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know that existed. And then I like look around for it for like fifteen minutes, and I'm like, how do I do that? <laughs> and it was like, oh, over on the other island. I'm like, what other island? Oh, you need to have the mastery. And I'm like, why? Like. Because Opt is the worst. Yeah. This is why COF Path One exists. Yeah. Yeah, I will I will admit I used I used the COF XP farm to finish my fractal mastery on the first uh, not the not the first weekend, but the first week. So that way when I was getting back into fractals, like I just have a, have that stuff out of the gate. Yeah, yep. I did too. I wasn't 
yeah, I wasn't gonna, with all the time and I've invested in fractals, I was not going to wait to be able to get the rewards that I felt I deserved, so I have also done that. Yeah, I feel like it's really kind of, like, I, for the most part, actually really think they've done a really good job with Masteries, both in, like, types of things that you get and, um, like, how you acquire, how you acquire Mastery points and sort of the pace of them with a few exceptions, like, uh, as we said on that very first episode after the expansion, you know, I think there's some retuning maybe that would be beneficial for the first couple of Masteries that you have to get that are, like, so crucial, but... Mm -hmm. The masteries in Corteria feel very backwards to me because if compared you... to the stuff in Maguma, absolutely. Yeah, like yeah. if if you're not, um, if you've played the game a lot, like all of us have, and like I don't know, I guess and it you feels just kind want of new features. Yeah, like it, if because like a lot of the stuff that people want from the core masteries is quality of life like for the legendary crafting like thing <laughs> yes that should have been the first one yeah. like for real that should have been the first one in that line and then there wouldn't be so many apples all around but that's another point yeah it, it's like it feels it feels very backwards for me like and i mean i mean i feel kind of entitled to say this but like i don't or entitled in the bad way not like i am entitled to say it but like I don't want to go play a bunch of Corteria content to get some of those masteries that I feel like I deserve. <laughs> like, and yeah. I don't particularly like the idea that like the answer is, well, you can just abuse what's obviously probably a bug that they're not going to bother fixing. <laughs> like, i.e. COF. Like, I don't have a problem with people that do it at all. Like, I, but if that is the answer to why it's not as big of a deal, like that kind of tells me it's kind of an annoyingly big deal <laughs> like yeah know. so this actually segues back into something that was something that i forgot to mention when we were talking about the dungeon reward changes was they also when they took when they uh, turned down the gold rewards they also turned down the xp rewards yeah like and, a lot. Uh, which makes sense i suppose considering that they don't want to incentivize dungeons however it would be really nice if that xp bonus moved to fractals which currently has virtually no xp bonus yeah yeah and that combined with things that spawn a lot but don't give xp at all in fractals mm -hmm. i mean in lots of places in the game but like yeah fr fractals uses a lot of like infinite slash continuous spawns which and there's obvious good reasons why they can't drop loot but the fact they don't even give like a little bit of xp like makes it feel makes it feel like a double waste mm -hmm. yeah Especially when it looks like they're not going to bother patching something like the COF farm. Like, yeah, it's very like, why doesn't this work that way? If it's, yeah, anyway. I don't want to harp on that too much, though, but that was definitely one of those experiences where it was like, I've got quite a bit of agony between a couple of characters, but it's on other older gear, and now I have, like, some new Ascended stuff that I can put it into, and, oh, I need another mastery that I'm, like, I haven't even started before I can even do sort of a basic-seeming functionality, which is not a problem if you are a brand-new beginner to Fractals, because, like, you're not going to have enough agony for that to matter, and it's not really a problem if you're a really experienced Fractaler, because you've probably got so much agony coming out of every orifice that it doesn't matter. But... I'm, in such, I'm in such agony all the time. Oh, such agony. Um... <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Um, 
anyway i don't know i sort of lost the thread is there anything else we want to uh, talk about just in in terms of the criteria masteries because i know we've got a bunch of people who are are just getting uh up to 80 because a bunch of you have have just joined the guild and welcome i love having you all it's so nice to talk to everyone <laughs> um it's fine because by the time you guys have uh, maybe done your first map completion or, you know, got a little ways into Maguma, a little ways up to 80. Um, there's plenty of time after hitting 80 to get experience um, and you will be a decent way into your masteries just by playing naturally and seeing stuff interior you haven't yet, whether it's doing dungeons or fractals or just continuing to play the game. You will be a decent chunk into your masteries without after worrying about farming it or anything. Just for those of us who have been playing forever and we're not really interested in going back and doing our fourth or fifth map completion to get some of this stuff. Um, it's a little bit of a bugbear for us. But for new players, I think it's great. Like they, I think it's a really logical, nice progression system. Yeah, that's and that's a very good perspective as well. Like that's yeah, it's um, a lot of the things. I mean, and that's sort of where that that phrasing came from. That like I feel like I deserve it because like at a certain point I've done so much Corteria already and it feels, yeah. like I said, kind of backwards to like, when there's this whole new expansion and all these new jungle masteries especially with these quality of life things it feels kind of backwards to have to like go back to do those things, but if it's your first time and my wife's family is like playing for their first time, like, it's gonna be great it's gonna be great and fine for them, so yeah. Yeah, the, re the retrofit of masteries onto established players could have been different, like maybe we could have like, like this, we got the uh, mastery points retroactively, and that was good. Um, but like, like maybe they could have done something so that we could have gotten the stuff faster. Since like, if we had been playing for the equivalent number of hours with masteries in place, like we would have had all this stuff already. Yeah, but anyway, that's I mean, that's kind of not really. We've got so much stuff still to talk about this episode that I <laughs> feel like I'm going to call the time to move on. Um, do we want to talk about? the legendary backpack and or ascended salvaging or do we want to move on because we are already 35 minutes uh, into this legendary backpack good ascended salvaging gross <laughs> Re really gross uh Grabot, can you talk about how bourgeois it is again because i really appreciate <laughs> oh, that yes, in the pre-show <laughs> oh i just uh yeah i was just sort of joking around because i it just the the, you have to the, do the phrase voice. uh well i got you got to build up to it you know like, oh, okay fine the, i'm just so excited the phrase ascended salvaging like is so uh, so like first world or as i put it in the the pre show like so bourgeois like like hey yes excellent i'm i'm going to ascend my heaps and heaps of ascended gear and i'm going to just throw it away but wait i'm going to pay extra gold to maybe get something out of it like like it's just so oh it's just Mm. And then I'm going to trade my dark energy to the Aether Blades, which is a great idea. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah! If you got dark energy, um, at all, which like I, there was somebody on Reddit that said they spent a thousand laurels on getting amulets and got one dark energy out of all of them, uh, which is. How do you even have a thousand laurels? Uh. Because you don't have a cat tonic. Yeah, because you haven't been spending them on T6 mats or whatever. I haven't I spent and them alts. since they announced Heart of Thorns, and I'm nowhere near that. 
But what if you had never spent them ever? Jesus. Who knows? But uh, yeah, no, it. Um, <laughs> the idea of 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 clicking salvage on <laughs> on anything ascended for something that is less than a hundred percent return, like chance of returning whatever you're trying to ascend, like salvage, is uh, hurts my soul just a little bit. Um, unless unless it's a ring, ascended rings deserve to all be destroyed. I mean, I guess. Even then, like, I don't want to spend the gold to destroy them. They're like, I'd almost rather merch them. Well, you don't have to necessarily get something equivalent from ascending or from from salvaging a ring to salvaging and anything else. But like, so we kind of we kind of alluded to the fractal encryption boxes earlier. And actually, actually, so here's the here's the one good thing I'll say about descended salvaging is uh, it's a salvaging rings is the is a good way to get uh, encryption keys. Because when you salvage rings, you get stabilizing matrices, which you can trade in uh, two for uh, one, one, one matrix for two keys. And so if you have, so if you're like me and you have a bazillion extra rings, you can you can salvage a bunch of uh, of rings and have a stockpile of matrices for buying keys and opening all those boxes, which will help you uh, help you with that new collection and with getting uh, mini cat dollops. Fair enough. So at I least already have that. a mini cat golem, amazingly, because that's the only thing that I get from any kind of box. Freaking minis. minis. <laughs> Do you have mini old time yet? I the don't. Big one? I don't even know. Probably. I've gotten so many cats. You probably just have the blue one. Cats on cats. No, I I got the exotic one. Okay. All right. Well. With that, let's just completely shift gears, and we had originally been slated to talk about adventures, but it sounds like I'm one of the only people that actually does adventures. Have, what is what is each of your experience on them before I probably say all the rest that's going to be said about them? Honestly, every time I came across an adventure, I wasn't actually able to play it, so I gave up on them. Fair. <laughs> um, Oft, how about you? Um, I, the first time I went to the Oric Basin, I... I jumped off a cliff and uh, did a hero challenge, and then right next to it was the Flores Lava adventure. So I uh, I tried that a couple times. I managed to get bronze on it without um, most of the masteries you need to be able to like do it well. Um, it was it's it seemed fun. I'm looking forward to trying more masteries. I had intended to do that in the last week, but I did not get around to it because there's just so much stuff to do. <laughs> so I'm I'm kind of looking I'm kind of looking forward to your your sales pitch. Fair, uh, Spirit. How about you? Uh, I've done a number of them, but not all of them, and not all perfectly, but I have played uh, six or seven, probably, in uh, between Verdant Brink and Tangled Depths. I've not done any in Auric Basin for some reason. Oh, and I just, yeah. yeah, like I keep running into them closed as well, and yeah, I don't know. So I've I've passed a few on and keep going. Oh, I'll get back to that. I just haven't yet because there's so, like I've said, there's so much other stuff to do. On a side note, though. I have completely, like, flaming wasted tendril tortures. <laughs> Good. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm still in the top ten for that one. Nice. Yeah. Um. So, interestingly enough, I think that, unfortunately, they sort of had the same problem with adventures in the beginning as it's it's sort of become a recurring theme of of introducing a lot of like really interesting or neat features that are extensible but having kind of a bad first impression um 
you know, so in fractals, it was the sort of bad first instabilities that you get in uh masteries it's that you know some of the most crucial ones like they don't take that long but they feel like they kind of take a long time in the very beginning when you want them like after you get the movement trifecta you feel so much less desperate to advance your masteries like you still want them but you're not like dying for it like, um, i can't get to that cliff yeah oh, there's a hero challenge up there why and as you guys have all pointed out, adventures uh, frequently are closed, but sort of maybe ironically, I feel like that is the worst in Verdant Brink. Like, Verdant Brink are the ones that are, are closed by far more often uh, than a lot of the other ones, at least that I have found. Which is not to say that the other ones don't close, but it's sort of like your very first introduction to them is, what is this symbol? Oh, it's closed. Maybe I'll get back to it. And then you never do. Um, yeah. Which is kind of a shame. Uh, frequently they are pretty, well, uh, they're, they're tied in a lot of ways to events that are around them. Uh, most importantly, the meta event in the zone closes down most or all of them. So that kind of puts a damper on things. There's a few that I believe you can sort of like skirt around if you were in an area before the meta events started, but... Uh, by and large, these like big zone-wide meta events, which are also like server uh, synchronous, if you will, like it, like the meta events happening in every server instance, even if it's like a different stage of readiness. Which I can understand why they do that because with those big meta events, you want basically everyone on the map to be participating in them so that you have a chance to actually succeed. So right. I understand why they why they close the adventures off for those, but. I kind of think that the meta events happen too frequently in the sense that they overlap each other. Yeah. yeah. And I really think that each Heart of Thorns map should rotate like this one's going on now, then the next one, then the next one, then the next one, then it rotates back. So that there's a meta event in each specific map at any given time. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Like, then you could do a full, like, Verdant Brink, and then into Orc Basin, and then into mm -hmm. Tangled Depths, and then into, Ugh. like... I mean, it'd be crazy, but it would also be yeah. kind of fun. Like, and because you wouldn't have to do that by any means, but it would be right. kind of cool to be able to do that at, in like, an, anyway. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know. This is something I wanted to get to eventually. I know we're supposed to talk about uh, adventures, but um, it's really hard to get into the metas right now mm -hmm. um, because it takes so long, no matter which one you're doing. Um, and you want to do them from start to finish because that's the best way. You get the most participation and you're going to get the most experience from it and the most loot. So you want to be there from start to finish. You know, not only because it's cool to be there from to start to finish and see all this stuff, but, you know, that's the, the best way to get everything. But in Dragon's Stand right now, which is the one I've been farming, um, you can't... Like, no one wants to start it unless there's at least an hour and a half on the timer in case something goes wrong. Mm -hmm. and you can't get into completed ones. There's no downtime. There's only it's ticking down on everyone, and it's impossible to get people together because you need basically a full map to do that one um, without it having been a fresh map. So like, it's just really hard to jump into, and this is something like I've been talking about with Christian because he's, obviously he took like a week off for Heart of Thorns, but now he's back at work, and he only gets two hours to play every night. And if the whole meta event takes two hours, uh, it's just miserable. And it like even for me, who's at home a majority of the time, I have a lot of free time still. Um, 
it's really discouraging to either not being able to find a meta event that's open or like hop in halfway through and know you're not going to get hardly anything for it. And it's hard to hop in halfway through because the maps are all capped. So I don't know. Like the me- the I don't dislike map-wide metas. I want to say that right. Now. Like I actually really love a lot of the things that are going on um in the maps for Heart of Thorns, but I hope as they go forward they kind of vary it up a bit. Like I don't mind that there are map-wide metas, but I'd also like some quieter maps that are just kind of, you know, there's things going on here all the time, but it doesn't necessarily pertain to a huge epic push uh, across the map. I just, yeah, it's hard to find small things to get into right now, I think. It feels kind of like they made Dragon Stan as like, oh, this is what war should have been. Yeah. I mean, I have God. I have, like I basically haven't even done Dragon Stand. Like that's how much stuff there is to do. I've been. I, I, I haven't even been there yet. Like I've yeah, I've been commanding it because it's. I just keep ending up there, and nobody else will tag up. So I've I've been enjoying it because uh, I've been enjoying it reluctantly because no one else will ever tag up, and I'm like, fine, I'll just do it, and then I end up commanding these whole maps and be like, oh, that was pretty fun. I'll do it again. But I don't <laughs> want to feel like <laughs> like anyway. Sounds like the uh, story of the first time I commanded tech. <laughs> <laughs> eh, all right. Um, yeah, well, actually, you, you sort of brought up a good tie-in that I'll get to. You you actually made me think about something just now about um, related to adventures and peaceful maps. But um, I guess I would say, first off, that I actually thought that adventures were going to be like super gimmicky and that I wouldn't really care about them that much when they were announced. And I have been like super surprised at how much I enjoy them. Um, mm. I, I actually I'm actually have, in the same boat. Yeah, I actually have a lot of fun with them, and to the point where, and this ties in also with what you were saying, Kate, is like a lot of the time I don't have more than an hour or two to play in a given day on a non weekend, and a lot of the time, like for me, that time is filled up with, uh, well, number one, flax because flax, and <laughs> number two, I run the adventure circuit, um, on a lot of on a lot of them because it is something that's more bite-sized than the meta events and um you know i i enjoy doing them so uh it's cool um i would say a couple things that i like about them is that very few of them are hard gated to a mastery and a lot of them a mastery is not even really a soft gate as much as it is an advantage that you don't necessarily need. Uh, so, for example, a fungus among us is one that very clearly has a couple of speed boost mushrooms in, and if you don't know how to do it, which I didn't for quite a while, um, it's like actually I couldn't even get bronze on it. Uh, but uh, but they're speed mushrooms, right? But there's there is a video of somebody clearing it with I want to say like 15 seconds to spare getting a gold and they didn't have speed mushrooms. So there's a lot of there's a lot of um I don't know if depth is quite the right word, but there is a lot of room for optimizing your play rather than having specific resources. And even if you have all of the masteries that give you bonuses that is in no mean like that is in no way a guarantee that you're going to get a gold or even a silver on some of these events or some of these mm-hmm. adventures um which i really like it's i i like that you are optimizing your own pathing if you want to put in the effort for it um 
and it is i think it's a good chunk of experience if you know where the adventures are and you know how to do them like and reliably get even a silver rating um because getting a gold is i want to say 35 like forty-five thousand experience for getting a gold mm-hmm. because you get both the or you get gold silver and copper reward um and that's for doing it every day uh, the first time you do it, you also get an eighty thousand gold or eighty thousand experience. Eighty thousand gold. gold. Holy crap! I wish um, an eighty thousand experience. Buy uh, all the legendaries. Chest. Uh, the first time you get a a gold on one, as well as a mastery point. Um, but like fifty thousand gold for doing one of those is, um, I mean, most of them take a minute and a half or two. So that's that's pretty good, especially if you're tired of grinding and you don't want to get in on a meta event. Um. It's pretty nice. Also, pro tip, uh, Laurel and Gem Store boosters uh, increase experience from all sources, including those chests, so you can get a 50% increase to that. Um, so you can, you know, if if you are so inclined. Uh, is that is that news to you, Spirit? Well, yeah, I was just going to say also, um, so Fireworks and the Guild XP buff would also work on that, since they also work on all sources. Yeah, I guess so. I haven't looked at... See, there's so many boosts that I haven't even looked into all of them. Um, it could probably be XP infusion that you can put on an amulet. Mm-hmm. I think that one might only be from kills. It's from kills. Oh yeah, that, that, is, that, that one does say from kills. But even so, that's a good one to bring back up because I had completely forgotten it even existed because it was largely pointless until Heart of Thorns, in my opinion anyway. Um, but it's actually kind of nice if you... Uh, at this point, I would rather have 20% more experience for Masteries than I would the Magic Find or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah so... for, for me, it's the I have an IAR amulet, and now I have the XP amulet. Yeah, right. Um, also, pro tip, though, on... Because um, I, I tried this. Uh, I tried to be cheeky and not accept any of the chests until I had finished all the adventures so that I could pop the booster and then open them all right away. Um... It does not let you do that. After you have about six chests, it just sort of auto-opens without telling you and puts the item in your inventory and gives you the experience. So, uh, you know, you can't you can't do that. Um, Did but, you zone by chance? Uh, yeah, probably. But the chest, like think- some of the chests were still there. Uh, okay. I think my my understanding of it is if you can accumulate like up to like twenty chests or something as long as. Uh, but as soon as you zone, it consumes all of them, but like the most recent four or something. Uh, that's probably what it was. But again, like adventures are spread out across all the zones, so right, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, I've been having a lot of fun with them. I have golded all of the Verdant Brink ones except for the Shooting Gallery one. That one is really hard for me to do for some reason. Have um, you tried doing it with Action Camera? It actually puts it into Action Camera on its own. Um, oh, okay, I haven't been able to do it yet because I, every time I get there, it's been oh, Farron's gonna go be jungle Farron. Yeah, there are a couple that I still have not quite figured out like a way to do it that is that I'm even in the ballpark for a gold. I can usually get a silver, but that one and the mask one under Tarir, there's actually two different uh, adventures under Tarir. Um, the mask one and the shooting gallery, I get to about like 18 or for the mask one, I get to 18 about tops and gold is 25. So I'm off by like 50%, uh, like more of what I got total in the entire time period. Um, so some of those are quite challenging, at least in my opinion. Um, some of them are super easy. Salvage pit, um, is ridiculously easy. You don't need any masteries for it. 
um speed mushrooms help but you can like it's not timed so you just have to dodge things and by dodge i mean just keep moving and they'll basically always be firing behind where you just were so you know just keep moving um the the fire tendrils one Evie, you were talking about that one uh mm-hmm. i like that one a lot that one took me a while to get a good path down but now i consistently finish it with like about 10 seconds left usually and five, if 10 you, seconds if you want like an easy gold with it and i mean easy all you really need is jumping mushrooms oh yeah for sure oh yeah you don't you don't need anything else for that one just just jumping mushrooms um but even with jumping mushrooms, I was sort of taking a dumb path that was like wasting a little bit too much time to get mm. to get gold. Um, but yeah, it uh, that one's a lot of fun once you get it. Um, as I said, a lot of these a lot of these come down to like learning paths and like learning like learning cool routes to take. Uh, like the the bugs in the branches, you know. Like I I ace that one now, but I had such a struggle with it for like quite a while until I learned a few things. Um, so yeah, I mean overall I've just been I've been very pleasantly surprised with them. Like they um they're a lot more fun than I thought they were going to be. They give you pretty good amounts of experience for the amount of effort you have to put in like once you know that they're there. Um and again, partly because in in a way there there is an advantage to the fact that the meta events are sort of um like cross server in the sense that if it's nighttime on one server it's nighttime on all of them is that you can like log into verdant bring and be like oh it's nighttime for 10 minutes like i don't have to just type like keep trying to re-log into this zone to get one you just sort of go do something else um so if you know that like the zone is closed off you just go do something else um, has anyone been able to hook the api or whatnot for the map and made like a temple timer type thing for part of orange maps I think somebody just put one out on Reddit today, but I could be wrong. Um, yeah, so I mean, I guess. Um, oh, go ahead. So in terms of, but like in terms of people who who want to get into adventures who maybe haven't yet, um, there's a I would say a fairly wide range of difficulty. Yeah. So do you want to point out some of the like the easier ones you could start out with? Oh yeah, sure. Okay, so in Verdant Brink, uh, as I said, Salvage Pit, it's. Um, sort of due south in the ruins from where you start out in Verdant Brink. Um, And that one's super easy. You just have to run around picking up salvage parts while some um, vines, like, throw... Just, like, just like throw AoE attacks at you. Yeah. Um, But you can see the circles, and and as I said, as long as you keep moving, like, that, they just... They they fire behind you. So, like, pretty much just keep going. Um, That one's super easy. Um, The Fire Tortures one is pretty easy to get um, silver on without any masteries and without knowing exactly where you're going. And then um, if you have the the jumping mushrooms, then silver is really easy and gold is like... Attainable with a little effort. Right. Um, I... The bugs in the branches, you pretty much need updrafts. So if you don't have that or you aren't comfortable or your latency prevents you from doing um, like some quick maneuverability with toggling on and off your glider, I would probably stay away from that one. Um, but if you have them, that one is, again, pretty easy to get at least a silver on. And then if you know somebody who's good at them, it's really easy to show you like some good routes to do uh, for that one. Um I think shooting or look calories. it up on YouTube. <laughs> I think yeah, or or look it up on YouTube. Also, yeah, people have been putting out some really fantastic um, like video walkthroughs of how to get uh, gold and uh, on 
a bunch of these adventures. So if you are inclined to take that route, there's a lot of good ones. And a lot of the time, as I said, it's it's a lot more about your knowledge than it is about like super precision skill for the most part. Um, in Tarir, there is one that you also need updrafts for. It's pretty much pretty much only uses updrafts. Uh, and if you are at the northern uh, entrance to Tarir, up at the top of the big stairs, uh, if you move towards the left, if you're looking in towards the center of Tarir, um, you can jump and glide over, and there's like a big... Um, you sort of go like through some tree branches, and there's a big like outcropping platform that you can land on very easily and then from there you can glide over to some updrafts and up there is an adventure where you just sort of glide around and pick up balls of light and it's like way easier to get a gold on than bugs in the branches but it's like a similar concept of just like gliding around and picking up things that are in the air um so that one's super easy um but also fun uh also, fair warning on that one, if you have problems lagging in Tarir, uh, you're over the top of the center of Tarir, so that... Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Um, that may affect you more than others. Um, so... Oh, go ahead. But like, okay, so that's some of the easy ones. What have, like, what's the hardest one you've run into? Uh, so far, I think... Well, far, the hardest one I've run into, for me, is Shooting Gallery. It's... The, that's where Lord Farron's crashed crew is um in the south of of verdant brink and that one is real hard um if you don't have any if you don't have very many masteries the flying circus is actually really pretty hard um but but doable uh that's in the northwest corner of verdant brink uh if you do have mat if you do have the advanced gliding then it's trivially easy to get gold and if you don't it involves a lot of like landing in places to like take a breather, which is pretty much going to kill your time. Um, a fungus among a fungus among us <laughs> is actually yeah right um, is actually really hard if you. It's really hard for some people, and it was really hard for me until I watched a video of like some tricks and the mechanic of your mushroom jump is was not obvious to me. Um, you have skill one, which is like you bounce three times forward and it's like a slight speed boost. So that's pretty obvious. But the second one, it's like it, what, what the description of the skill says is you bounce on your head to like make a jump. But what you do is you, you press it and then you like flop forward onto your head. And then once you're upside down on top of your head, then you have a ground targeted skill that can go really far. And then you place that and then you like springboard over there. But if you move to like if you move too much while you're either casting the first part or once you've landed, it'll like cancel out of it. And if you try and reactivate it before you're firmly planted on your head, it will also cancel out of it. So, like, my wife and I just could not figure out what how you were even supposed to use it, and we actually thought it was just, like, a joke skill that did nothing. Yeah. So, um, if you don't know how that works, that one's really hard. If you do know how it works, I still don't have gold, but I'm getting pretty close. Um, that was, yeah, that was, a, like, a follow-up question I was going to ask is, have you found, um, like, we talked about them being gimmicky, but, like, have you found, or not being gimmicky, rather, like we expected, um, have you found that they're mostly mechanically sound because i like i've at least the ones i've done so far um they seem really well um tuned like not not traditional mmo um 
mechanics per se. Like there's some different because they're not aspects fighting. to them, right? Yeah, I guess. Um, but they've all worked really well for me, and I, I guess you can compare them to um, the the activities, the not adventures, the ones that like the PvP activities, like keg brawl and grab toss and stuff. I've found um, the adventures all are much nicer to play than those. Like it just seems in general, all the skills work a lot better, and there's a lot less like aftercast problems and less stopping, and like they're just all been very fluid so far. Yeah, for the most part, I would say that they are very well mechanically sound, um, with a few exceptions or caveats. Um, the uh, actually, sort of ironically, the only one that Opt has done is one of the ones I get the most frustrated with because I had, I, at least I used to, and I think part of it's because they patched it. But I used to have a lot of problems with the floor is lava with like your your um, wings not deploying responsively enough for some reason in that cave. And then also sometimes you would like fall through the jump mushrooms um, and mm-hmm. not go anywhere or you'd land on them and they wouldn't send you anywhere. Um, so that one I had some weird mechanical problems with. And the Sanctum Sprint, I believe is what it's called, is right underneath Tarir and... Um, Sanctum Sprint is the Zebrite thing. Oh, mm-hmm. or did right. they reuse the name? No, it's something similar though. It's something similar, and it's also similar because you get the glint traversal skills from the story. Oh, okay. Um, so it it might be like Sanctum Runner or something. Um, okay. But that one, I've had some weird issues with. Like, eh, this is more of a function of how gliding works, I think, where it'll like you'll like barely clip your foot on something while you're gliding and then you'll just like plummet like a rock um yeah which is like sort of odd um yeah no it thinks you've landed and then it takes a little bit of time to get your wings out again so if you if your feet are too close to the ground it can cause some problems yeah except well but on this one you're like climbing up the inside of uh, let's see i'm trying to think uh, I guess we haven't talked about this, but since we're talking about under Tarir, I figure if you've listened this far, you're in the egg chamber. So, like, you're, like, climbing up it from the ground, like, in a circle. So there's a lot of, like, quote-unquote ground, but it's actually, like, random branches or, like, like, yeah, anyway. Um, that one I've sworn at my computer a few times. Um, but <laughs> I think I think my biggest advice or or maybe critique or suggestion to ArenaNet would be maybe to have a little bit more of a clear um like like pre-game explanation of what some of your abilities or like what some of the things were because like the leyline runner that you said you've done spirit like mm-hmm. there's these little like sort of glowing things but there's also these weird like glowing golden patches that i think are not actually part of it but they're near the glowing like swirl things and like nothing tells you what the glowing swirls do and in a lot of uh mini games or special activities those things like give you powers but these ones act as like a springboard but only i think if you're using the like sprint skill so like there's a few things that are sort of like oddly not explained and not as easy like you can trial and error them but it it doesn't feel like the fun kind of trial and error it feels kind of like the you know okay i'm gonna waste this run to see what this does um which you know just a sentence or two would fix but but overall i've been impressed with you know they they work as as you would expect them to work and they are fairly not glitchy for the most part at least from the ones that i found um so 
yeah, I, I I have a lot of fun with them. Um, yeah, it sounds a lot like uh, like just within Heart of Thorns, they shipped like uh, a really uh, competent uh, kind of arcadey minigame collection. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. And that's what I wanted to bring back to what Spirit went off on the slight tangent with is um, both the concept of a less frantic zone. I would love a place like Ventari's Refuge from Guild Wars 1 that's like kind of a chill little zone that's like a small outpost city that and like maybe incorporate like adventures in a sort of like peaceful area <laughs> like i think it would be re- and <laughs> and it brings me back to the launch you know talking about having effectively what sound like adventures in a lot of the cities that just never really materialized like mm-hmm. um you know some some of them did obviously but for the most part that concept was largely abandoned or retrofitted into this and i think it would be really fun to have like in city adventures like yeah Yes, and also um, they would reward uh, either themselves or uh, collection items to get the NPC cultural clothing that city NPCs wear that we can't get because I really want to be a snow leopard shaman. Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Internet, please. Internet, please. Okay. And all all those various Silvari armors. Yeah, if you want people in the cities, Internet, have some, you can put in adventures. They're instance per person. Nobody can go around and ruining stuff. It doesn't matter what level they are. You can pull people to the city with adventures, and you can reward them with the cultural gear. And then that'll keep people from AFKing in their guild halls, because I'm slowly working on my king guild hall AFK or title. Also, adventures in guild halls would be dope, but that's kind of a whole separate yeah. story. Um, yeah, no, I, I really dig adventures, and I feel like if you haven't given them a try, I would try out some of the easier ones and see if they're fun for you at all. And if they're not, that's fine. They're not everybody's thing. But if you like them, I still haven't done them all. And I, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, they're they're great. Yeah, and try a couple because they're they're very varied. Yes. In the in the objectives, so you can try a few and see if you, there's any of them you like. Yeah, for sure. Oh, <sighs> okay breathe out we also were going to talk about elite specializations um i don't know how long we're going to talk about them do you guys still want to do that i don't think we can do them justice i agree well do, do we want to just talk about maybe like our experiences playing them so far like what we have played mm-hmm. and not, not like a like a full analysis of like this is or is not good but like this is what i've been having with yeah, I, I mean, we could do that, especially because the two of the three that we had slotted are ones that the four of us are our main professions. So, like, at the very least, we could at least give a, you know, brief-ish blurb about. Um, Sounds good. Why don't you guys talk about the Daredevil first, since I just went on, like, a freaking half-hour-long, like, <laughs> one-man show about adventures. So why don't you talk <laughs> about the Daredevil, and then Opt and I will close it out with the Reaper. Right, go ahead. Um, so as one might guess, I've dusted off my thief and I've been playing a lot of Daredevil. Um, I haven't, mm, oh goodness, I scared Evie away apparently. Um, I haven't figured out how I feel about it kind of in a dungeon situation. Part of that's because I haven't been playing a lot of dungeons for the nerf reasons mostly. And the fact that like the new raids aren't out yet and I just don't I haven't taken them to fractals because of the instability. But that's a whole nother story. Uh I've in the open world I've loved the Daredevil so far. The extra dodge is um I guess okay. It's not like I don't feel like, oh yeah, I'm so glad I have this extra dodge all the time. 
but the grandmaster traits that change what the dodge does are actually much more appealing to me than the like the extra dodge itself. Um, yeah, so actually, I want to follow up uh, from when you played Daredevil in the beta. Um, did they okay. fix? Did they fix the issue where like the grandmaster dodges had an aftercast? Yes, they are incredibly responsive now and actually really fun to play. It's overall. Um, the staff and the dodges are very, um, very nice, even with my high latency. Okay, that's that's a relief. I think uh, Evie needs a pull. Yeah, I was trying to pull him, but instead it was like, do you want to send a message to Evie? And I said, no, I want to pull him, <laughs> but now he's here. Hi, Evie. Hey. I uh, think Mumble did not enjoy that uh, Grybok muted his mic for a second. Oh. Because he's like, Grybok is muted. Oh, disconnected. <laughs> Um, but we were just talking about the um, how much more responsive Daredevil is now. Do you have any takes on that? It is very responsive. I'm very impressed with how well they managed to uh, fix the issue of the dodges. Mm -hmm. um, that wasn't something that I expected going into Heart of Thorns because I played it in the beta when they had already fixed it. Um, with that said, Daredevil has some other things. Overall, I enjoy it, but I think it could be better. Have you played um, either as one or against one PvP yet? Yes. They are nasty. They... I, on a whim, went with Lotus Training and did a Dagger Dagger Acrobatics Condition build. And it's actually kind of really satisfying that that is actually a thing now. Mm, yeah, it's, well, it's a fun playstyle, but they are incredibly frustrating to pin down and kill. Because of the sheer, like, you can have, I want to say, at least seven dodges in a row if you land all your combos right. And, that is, and each time they dodge, they load you up with three more stacks of bleeding. See, and I... it's just impossible to pin them down. I mean, I've only played against them in Stronghold, but from what I hear, um, they're, they've been really good at holding points in Conquest as well. That's what I started doing. I, I'm running um, Condition Damage, Toughness, and Gleam Power or Precision? I can't remember. Apothecaries? Yes. With Shadow Arts, Acrobatics, and um, Daredevil. So it's basically Dagger Dagger and Dagger Dagger. I just swap between them for Sigil of Energy. Um, withdrawal from my heal. I have Roll for Initiative, um, the block, the Daredevil block, and the, the Venom that does Torment. I can't remember what it is. Is it Skill that does Torment? I don't know. Off the top of my head, I don't remember Venoms. The one that does Torment. And... Um, Impact Strike for my Elite. That's that's the new one? Yes. Um, and honestly, the only reason I take Impact Strike instead of Basilisk Venom is because it is so good at finishing. <laughs> um, yeah, how, how is... Uh, like, does, that, uh, does it honestly feel balanced or does it feel cheesy? It feels balanced in the sense that as a Daredevil, if you're standing still and you get caught, you will die. So if someone manages to catch you while you're finishing someone, you're pretty much gone. 
that's the same thing with a thief though however having dagger dagger and stealth and things kind of helps because that very first cast you're kind of protected and that takes a good chunk of time where they have able to react um with that you're still susceptible to knockbacks and all that and i have been counterplayed quite efficiently by multiple different professions while doing impact strike to the point that if i know there is a scrapper on my team i don't take Uh. it because with a scrapper around they're going to be able to handle all of the finishing if they're even halfway decent the scrappers scrappers have like stability spam they have the remote the function gyro yeah oh okay um the the finish hasn't felt as cheesy to me as the spamming dodges to be quite honest i think there is i i'm pretty sure they said there's going to be a balance patch coming up soon in in before the um the first pvp season and i i fully expect that to get nerfed a little bit at least the thing is like i don't know how they would nerf that without completely butchering daredevil in pve to Uh, the point where it won't be playable I honestly don't expect them to take PvE into consideration anymore, and that sounds like I feel so bad about saying that, but I just, from everything we've been led to expect for this game over the last few years, I just think they're going to balance for PvP and PvE be damned. That would be sad. I Yeah, it is incredibly sad, but I just, I feel like that's the tack they've taken. Coming from somebody who felt really terrible in PvE for the last three <laughs> years, the Reaper is awesome. Yep. Um, yeah. I'll Which is funny talk about because Reaper is probably one of the easiest things for me to counter. Well, I mean, it doesn't mean you're like godlike, but it sure feels good. Because in but- PvP, Reapers, like unless it's a condition Reaper using a staff, like if it's a power Reaper using a great sword, it's just. It's so easy to avoid it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so slow. Yeah, I mean, I if I, yeah, if I was fighting a thief, um, I mean, I've been using even axe a on lot. A thief, like on my revenant, which is not the greatest in PvP against conditions, but otherwise, it's great. Yeah, I mean, well, the the yeah, the great sword's really not even slightly like a one v one weapon, and if you're in a big, huge like multi person brawl, it becomes a little bit. Harder to always dodge one person's skills without ignoring the rest of them. Um, but yeah, in in PVE though, like I haven't opt. Have you played PVP with Reaper? I have played exclusively PVE. Yeah, me too. Um, so coming from that perspective, like I've I I've been really happy. I I love it. I mean, like yeah, no, it's great. Is like why don't you take it away? You I I've been talking for a while. Yes, so I guess like the most hyperbolic way I could start it off is by saying that when I like taking my taking my Reaper into like into fractals or like or like to tech or doing open world or what have you, like I don't I no longer feel like playing the character I want to play is a hindrance to everybody around me. Yeah, because like I, with with Reaper or with Reaper, I feel like Necro finally has a complete kit. Like, like they have, like they finally have some some decent stability, like from the new, the Reaper Shroud skill and from the Elite Shout. Like I actually, I actually use the Elite Shout more as a stability skill than I do as a CC, even though it's like an awesome like five target like ice block. Yeah. Um, 
like I just I just cast that and just like run up the like run up the like the wind the wind tunnel in um in the cliffside fractal. Mm. Um, and then uh, with the balance patch over the summer, they added the projectile defense to cross the poison cloud. So that's not that's not a reaper thing, but that's but now now that I'm like playing a lot again, like I'm really feeling the benefit of that. Um, uh, the Reaper Shroud has a has a gap closing skill like the the Death's Charge with the the, necro, the Necrocopter. Yep. Um, I'll I'll let you talk about Blighter's Boon, but uh, the Blighter's Boon finally gives uh, gives Reaper some sustain, some sustain, and uh, it also finally for Reaper a good a good uh, stun breaker that actually synergizes with uh, the skill types that you want to use, like the the URL weakling shout that uh, it applies it applies weakness and breaks stuns and gives you might. Like it's a it's a really good skill that actually works with the rest of my build. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been yeah. I I I think one of the things that surprised me a lot about the Reaper is that uh, well, maybe not surprise me, but something that I've been impressed with is that it you can work Reaper into almost any Necro build, and you will take different traits and and different like weapon skills uh with it depending on which one you do. Like, but as a condi re or as a condi necro or a zerker necro or a, technically this is jumping like categories but as a um a minion master like all of those different sort of archetypes that sort of had very set in stone builds all can take something different from reaper and all be pretty strong uh like rise is a, a ridiculously good shout for a minion master build like just giving you all those extra minions is is awesome uh it's so and... it's so funny when people haven't seen those before like they they freak out with it because they're even grosser than the bone minions oh yeah they're hideous um <laughs> they're just they're disgusting and they <laughs> do count they do count for the stacks of toughness uh um spe- uh, trait or whatever you want to call it I, um, yeah when, when we did pbz the other night like i got up to like 14 yeah um so i mean like that's great if your conditions doing um uh doomfire on your scythe attacks is real good and 12 Especially stacks of poison because the scythe attacks good. are faster than the old shroud attack right that's what mm-hmm. i mean like you hit a ton of targets quickly and like you know 12 stacks of poison in a huge swinging aoe circle on your number four like those are both fantastic with condi builds um and like that's that's great uh and then you know the zerker build um blighter's boon especially uh, is just ridiculous i mean 130 130 real hit points whenever you gain a boon and your you know your auto attacks are going to be giving you one or two stacks of might per target and as opt pointed out the uh stability from reaper shroud 3 that you get stacks of every second also is a boon that you're gaining and like it is and then and then when you're out of death shroud to just like instantly pop back up from from gaining boons like oh my gosh it's great i like i feel like a big boy class now like it's (laughs) yeah really like i want to i want to segue from that into into an anecdote about um about uh cliffside fractal again uh, but basically, everybody uh, like we were looking at a party wipe. Everybody except me was dead. But I was, I, but I was on my Reaper, and we were we were on the final boss. He had twenty five percent of his health left. I for the first for the first time ever on like I, I've done this kind of thing on a Guardian before, but never on never on a Necro. Uh, I I soloed the boss down to down to zero health. Like because uh, I was like I would uh, use my greatsword. I would pull like I'd pull things together. I'd chill them. I'd 
kill the trash and then when my health is getting low i'd switch to reaper shroud and uh and then uh re re regenerate my health all over again and then just just keep that keep that cycle going and then eventually the eventually the boss was out of health and he dropped his hammer and then i had to pick up the hammer and i couldn't use my class mechanics and i immediately died <laughs> uh yeah so so the, the tagline for that was bundles my one weakness yeah <laughs> um but yeah it's great um we had Harold and it's in the funny you mention how um reaper kind of fits in with any uh necro build because i feel like daredevil actually does something similar in the sense of like no matter what kind of thief you want to play daredevil will probably complement it because an extra dodge is never bad yeah, that's that's pretty true. Like some classes definitely have to make a much harder choice. Like uh, I mean, everybody almost everybody's picking their elite specializations because they're like fresh and new. But as as cool as people are finding the um dragon hunter, like I basically have no interest in it on my guardian. Which as is she actually stands. funny because dragon hunter has the highest DPS right now. Right. But, like, my Guardian is, like, kitted out for shouts, including runes mm -hmm. and stuff, and, like, that's just not, that's just not gonna happen. Like, um, No, like, I get it. Yeah. Uh, which is, but, like, which is fine. You know, like, I, I don't have a problem with that. Like, some, some professions have legitimate builds that don't use their elite specs, or legitimate builds with their elite specs, and then some professions, like Necromancer. Does I mean, like, the Condition Engineer build use Scrapper now? I have no idea. I'm such a terrible engineer. It is the worst. Like, I'm so bad. I have no idea. My engineer is Char. And? Yeah, and I don't play engineer. Yeah, that's about, that's the extent <laughs> of the story. <laughs> like, I farm flax in both Verdant Brink and Tangled Depths, and my engineer is pretty much my only character that dies getting them in Tangled Depths. Like, <laughs> over and over again. It's It's the worst. I'm terrible. Um... We had Harold in the show notes, but the show's getting long, and I feel like we can just shunt that off and do another one since it's nobody's main. Um, I've been playing it a lot, but are we can do something that other people have been playing. Oh, I was just—I mean, I was just getting ready to actually move into cast cast. Oh, fine, no, go for it. Oh, wait, that's me. Should I do it? Yeah. Hello and welcome to Cast Cast Podcast with them podcasts, but the cast for the podcast and style cast for the podcast this week on Cast Cast. Opt has things to say. I do, and I didn't have to do the Cast Cast thing because you're here. Oh shoot! I forgot. Oh. <laughs> I, I I even I even checked with with Grybok this morning to make sure I knew what the thing was. But um, next, you'll have to get me on again. Ha! <laughs> I'll allow it. All right. So um, so as, as some of you that have been in the Guilders community for a long time might know, uh, like b before the game came out and a little bit after it came out, I bl I blogged for a while. I had it was called uh, Malefic Incantations, so it had literally the worst search engine optimization on the entire internet because nobody knows how to pronounce or spell that. Um, and if they do, they're looking for an entirely different kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, like, I uh, I actually, like, I, I would I would look at my stats and I, I would get links from, like, people who were, like, Google searching for, like, pagan rituals and stuff. Okay, just because it's funny, mm -hmm. when I used to blog, my top stat was Deathwing in a top hat. <laughs> <laughs> just have to say that please continue <laughs> so uh so yeah so after a long uh after a long hiatus i decided that i wanted to start blogging again um 
uh, blogging and, and like putting putting my thoughts out on the internet as part of as part of this community like helped me get twit together like that's how i met that's how i met Vereen and aj and uh, and, and you folks um so uh so i'm uh so this is a relic for super time exclusive announcement uh, my new blog is at uh, one of the it's one of those uh, snazzy new domains that is at opt.red N- nice nice and short and simple red if like you, the color not red yep. like the verb yes and if you if you go there right now you will find that there are no posts because i haven't published anything at the time of recording by the time this podcast is actually up um i should have a review of the fractals revamp posted there so if you listen to our discussion of fractals and you are angry that we got some little nitpicky detail wrong there's a good chance i mentioned it in there because because those kinds of details are my thing Uh, Um, or as i would like to phrase it if you are mad at us talk to him (laughs) (laughs) all complaints go to optimus maleficus Yeah, comment, comments, complaints, insults. Uh, so there are and, internet comments, malefic incantations. Um, that gives them too much credit. <laughs> I mean, I don't know incantations. Like, I heard you had to have a bachelor's degree for that. Like, maybe <laughs> chants or shouts. I mean, but incantations—that's I don't know. There's some. Well, so according to the documentary Monty Python and the Holy Grail, you just have to have a stone tablet and bash it against your head. Excellent. I feel like Monty Python and the Holy Grail is the best uh, standard. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, so you guys should go check that out. Also in CastCast, this is a last-minute edition because it came out literally a couple hours ago. Um, Tough Love Critic had a pretty interesting post on uh, the economy of Guild Wars 2, which is a topic that we've touched on and off uh, over the year slash years, I guess. Um, and he did some interesting data scraping from... Uh, Guild Wars 2 Spidey and looked at things like prices of precursors over time and prices of legendaries over time and um, uh, gem to gold conversions over time and several other factors. Um, It's called the Golden Shackles, I believe. Um, So it was a good read. I would highly recommend reading it if you are interested in that kind of discussion. Uh, So head that way um otherwise thanks for sticking with us for this long podcast we plan to have opt back uh ideally for our first um podcast in which we talk about rating because twit and relics are both going to be um probably partaking in those uh quite a bit so dying at least yeah well yeah i will be trying <laughs> uh so we should be back pretty pretty soon here a couple weeks i think um so Thanks for listening, and thanks for joining us, Opt. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me again. All right. This has been another episode of Relics of War. If you want to get in touch with us, you can check out our website and forums at relicsofwar.com, email us at relicsofwar at gmail.com, or find us on your favorite social media site just by searching Relics of ORR. If you'd like to join us in-game, you can send a whisper or in-game mail to Spiritface, or drop us a note on Twitter or our website and say hi. Lastly, if you listen to the podcast on iTunes, feel free to leave us a comment and the rating you feel we deserve.